This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back, mate. Cheers, Tom. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you, more importantly? That's why I'm all right. It's uh, we're sat here on Friday after I came back on Monday for Hell in the Cell, so it's just been a case of getting back into the routine, back in the old ways. Because after I think it was seven weeks I had off in the end of not really, you know, sitting down to watch the wrestling and concentrating to pick it apart, it's been getting things going again. So, yeah, getting the routine back's been the big thing this week. I think what um, it, what people should probably know is that a lot of people watch our channel and just assume that you do WTF moments and that's sort of the beginning and the end of your day. And that's not actually the case, is it? No. Um, up until I came back, I used to do the website as well. I used to be the editor of the website. And I'm no longer the editor of the website because as long as I'm doing what I do on camera, that website's not going to get any bigger or any better because it's literally just an afterthought in my day. And that was... Bit, well, this is something I spoke with Adam about. It was uh, That was part of the reason I was really getting down because part of why I took a break was I was getting down with work and just not seeing that grow and having my name there as editor-in-chief of the website when you know people think, oh, he must do that all the time since he is the editor-in-chief. But it wasn't. It was a case of me doing my on-video stuff. And then what was left of the day, that's when I did the website stuff. And it was creating this conflict in my mind of like, oh, I get like so frustrated. I want this website to be good, but it, it can't be if I'm not on it full time. So it came to a point where I had the meeting with Adam. I was like, Adam, I want to go one way or the other. And thankfully, he agreed. And so now I'm full-time camera. So it's going to be all kinds of YouTube shenanigans from here on out, Tom. <laughs> We're going to get every trend on YouTube and latch onto it like there's no tomorrow. Oh, that's what we like to hear. Um, I was watching back our Desert Island Graps before we sat down today. It was a year ago, believe it or not. I know, it's mental. Uh, you're sat pretty much where you were sat for that. A show when we did it we we brushed onto the subject of mental health and you we we both kind of we we made jokes we made light about it a little bit we didn't spend too long on it we were a bit flipping on it and we moved on you made comment that before you met your your partner you were massively depressed for four years those are your exact words that you used and you also talked at the end where you said i'm getting through it i'm working my way through it i'm 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 coming out the other side of it in retrospect, how true was what you were saying then a year ago? You know, when you just do something a certain way for so long, you sort of become numb to what the issue is. Mm. It was that. Like I was, it, it's it, this has been a thing that I've sort of targeted, well, sort of pinpointed back to the sort of the summer of 2013. This is how long I've been dealing with this. This is when I, you know, sort of things started going that way instead of going that way. Um, and you just become used to it. And I've I've thought about that Desert Island Grass for so long because after I put that tweet out saying oh, I need to take a break, 
And that was just to let people know, oh, this is why. Because I was getting tweets saying, oh, why aren't you doing videos anymore, Ross? Because I think I missed two WTFs in a podcast before I like, officially announced I need to have a break. And that was just to let people know that's where I am. And I didn't expect the response I got, but bloody hell, that was overwhelming. But yeah, to get back on point, I don't know where I'm going with this one. It was literally just, you become so numb to it. Sorry, yes, I was thinking about the Desert Island Graphs episode a lot, and I, I regret how... Because I wasn't aware that was going to go in that direction, that conversation. And it sort of took me by surprise. And I've never, ever spoken to anybody about it ever. So I was just sort of like, ha, let's just skim over that one and move on. And I regret that so deeply because the responses I got to that tweet I put out, I didn't realise just like how many people use us to get away from the bollocks in their life. You know what I mean? It sounds, it's, you, you don't think about that when you're making, well, when, I, when I'm making dick jokes on camera and stuff like that and shouting and doing all these crap impersonations and stuff like that. You don't think, oh, somebody's using that to get away from the, the bollocks in their life. And that's a, that's been the big takeaway from this break for me is just how, like, I don't want to big up our importance, but it does seem that we, for certain people, we do play a big role. So thinking back to that Desert Island Graps episode, I wish I did speak about it more in depth because I know there's people watching who are in similar situations who can probably live sort of vicariously and maybe take something away from it. I don't know. What's funny is is that we we barely scratch the surface of a conversation like that, and the reaction to it to that bit alone was so strong. Like I had people message me saying like. I've never heard Ross talk about it before. I've never heard you guys talk about it before. And even that tiny little bit that we talked about, that sort of jovial acknowledgement that of the elephant in the room, that was enough for some people to, to take great comfort from. So whilst I know you say that you're upset with the, the way that we, we didn't touch enough on it, you must have been quite proud of the fact that you were helping people. I didn't realise that at the time, but looking back, I guess so, yeah. It was just, yeah, it's a couple of times a month or maybe a couple of times a week. I just think about that bit of the conversation where I was like, yeah, Kayla helped me out and stuff like that. And I just wish I went into it deeper. And yeah, just I, I didn't realise it just how much what we do here, the absolute nonsense that goes on in these four walls of this office, how much it helps people out. Because you, you, you do get lost in this weird vacuum of comments and view numbers and all that sort of nonsense that... Well, it does matter to us because it's sort of like if if they, if they go down, I think we're out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> but you do get lost in all of that, and you don't focus on what's really important, do you? Well, this is a this is a time for you to 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 what to write what you believe to be a wrong, in the sense that you don't believe that you talked about it enough. That's kind of why we're here now, mm. is to talk about it more. Yeah, you mentioned four years ago, and you pinpoint an exact sort of time. Is there a reason for that? Yes, and this is something I found out diving into the sort of therapy I did. Um, but it's actually a bit longer than four years ago because I'll start, it's the summer of 2013 is where it all sort of went south for me because my grand passed away. Um, and a bit of like sort of context about me, my dad actually died when I was four, just after I turned four in a, in a motorcycle accident. And then because of that, obviously my mom, single mom now with two young kids, my brother's two years and uh, three months younger than me and so she's like got to work full-time and also raise two kids so in that moment there my gran retired so she could you know take care of me and my brother while my mom could go and work and I became well very close to my gran because I'd never had like a, a, a dad like a father figure sort of thing growing up um, so when she passed away that was a that was a, a massive knock and I was away at uni when because like she was in care homes and stuff for a while 
And I was away at uni and I, I just regretted so much that I didn't like go back and see her more often. Because you don't think about it, do you? You think, oh, she'll, she'll get through, it'll be fine. And then you're away at uni because I was in my first year and second year of uni. It was the sort of the summer after the second year when she passed away. Um, and you think, oh, it'll be fine. I'm away enjoying life and whatnot. But I, that's a, a deep regret is sort of rooted in that sort of last six months of her life where she sort of passed away. So, yeah, that was where it all sort of started for me, not really sort of getting over that and the, the, the sort of turmoil that comes with. Because when your dad, this is going to sound really weird to say, when your dad passes away at four, it doesn't register. Like, I've just grown up not having a dad, and that's just normal. And that, that's going to sound weird to people who, you know, their dads are still with them today, but, like, just growing up for me, not having a dad and not having a the father figure and everything that goes with that was just normal. So she was sort of in that void, and then when she went, that was something I really struggled to deal with. And then sort of struggled my way through the last way, uh, the last year of uni. Um, did my dissertation in a week. <laughs> I was a, a, a mess that year. Um, 60,000 words in a week. That was the long week, longest week of my life. And then sort of getting towards the end of uni, my grand's brother, who was like, I called him uncle, but a uh, great uncle. So he's like my uncle. Like the only real sort of like male figure I had in my life when I was growing up. He then passed away, so that was another whammy, and it happened like right at the end of uni where we're all saying goodbyes and having like final nights out and stuff like that. So I missed all of that just because of his funeral and stuff like that. Because you can't turn up those sort of things hungover and not taking it seriously and stuff like that. So that was another whammy. And then you sort of cast off into the world after uni to go and find a job and what you want to do. And I was hell bent on being a journalist and it just wasn't happening. Um Throughout that summer of 2014, now we're in, and then working my way to November 2014, where I got to Walk Culture, and then it started to pick up again because I really enjoyed Walk Culture at the start. And then we get to the end of 2015, Tom, and this is what this is the four years ago I was speaking about because this is where I thought it all sort of went south for me originally, but it turns out it was a bit earlier than that. Uh, two good friends I had just died in a in a car crash, so it, it all surrounds death. This um, they just yeah they're out for a out driving one night and then just they, they hit a tree and because I was away at uni one of them travelled abroad and then the other one was at uni we sort of lost contact a bit but they were still good friends but we sort of lost contact a bit and it was the same thing I went through with me grand like not seeing them enough before that happened it was a, a big regret and it really like weighed down on me um, so that's where it's all rooted in it's all rooted in death and it's <laughs> It's not so much that it's <clears throat> it's not so much that it's rooted in death. Um, <clears throat> it seems more the case that it's rooted in guilt. Yeah, well, that, that's a massive part of it as well. Um, yeah, death and guilt. Because yeah. you say that you know you 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 weren't you didn't see your gran and then you didn't see your friends for a long time and sort of life gets in the way of these things. Um, to go back to your gran, I want to reflect positively on on your gran because she sort of became the father figure to you as such. Is there something that your gran instilled in you that you still find that you 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 pull from yourself today oh that's a big question um i mean she was i think she was born in the 30s so we all know what that generation's like like the i'm sure your grandparents are the same like the nothing sort of gets them down adversity sort of like they battle through and this that and the other so i guess it's that sort of like because there's been so many times over the past sort of years and stuff that I just like not thought of like you know ending it it never got well I tell a kid two on two occasions I left the house thinking I might just like end it here there's like I used to live at home with me mom 
and uh, there's a little place near Morpeth where I grew up called Widrington, and there's a train line there. And I twice I went and sat just next to the train line there just for a couple of hours, thinking, oh, if I just like went on there, that would be it. I'd be done with. Um, but it was like that sort. I guess the sort of thing I picked up from her was just like she went through stuff. Like her husband, my grandpa, passed away just after my mum got pregnant and stuff like that. And she came through that and she'd had strokes and stuff when I was around cutting her grass and stuff. And she had a stroke there in front of me and stuff like that. And she battled through. So I was thinking if she can get through, I guess subconsciously thinking, like if she can get through that sort of stuff, I can get through that. It's just, yeah, it's, it's that generation, isn't it? That didn't let anything phase them. Just got through, cracked on. There's a, it's a, it's a very British mentality as well, isn't it? The, the stiff upper lip. It's yeah. like like these aren't we 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 find ourselves saying to ourselves these aren't real problems, like why should we why should we worry why should we be fretting with this? There's no point worrying other people with this, when they are real problems because they when they're not looked at, it it, it buries itself deeper in. You talked about being near the train tracks in Morpeth. Um, this might sound like a a heavy question, but. On those two occasions where you were there and you thought about going going onto the tracks, what stopped you? Me mum. Um her thinking she'd have to go through that again because she's told me the story recently about like when my dad passed away and how that was for her and like she went she was taking the shopping out the car and then obviously when it happened she said her arms went heavy and then just like everything changed, like in her demeanour and stuff. And that's 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 essentially it. Not putting her through that because it's a really, a really, boy, you know what it must be like for a mother to lose their their kid before them before they go. So I guess it's that. But like going back to what you were saying there, like I grew up northeast England, very much working class. So mental health isn't a thing. If you're struggling with stuff, you just need a man up, don't you? You just you, you cannot you cannot speak to anyone about anything like in your in your social circles, can you? Really, if you. I don't know if you know this from living here for a while now, but like the real working class that I grew up with, you know, playing football and stuff and mental health was never a thing. So that is something you have to, unless you go and get professional help, it is something you do just have to sort of suck up and deal with on your own. And I struggle with that greatly. I became a recluse for the last few years. Like I've lost, because it's been such a weird paradox. And like, as the YouTube thing's gone like that, I became like more depressed. And then when people were saying, oh, Ross, do you fancy coming out for a beer? It's that like it's just gonna sound cringy as hell, but it's that line in Goo Goo Dolls Iris. It's like I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'll understand. That's that's what it is, and it's like I can't, I couldn't bring myself to go out and stuff. So I'd always make up some sort of bollocks excuse as to why I couldn't make it, or I would just like ignore it and then go, "Oh, sorry, I didn't get your text." Because there's that sort of thing like, "Oh, it's it's a it's a weakness up here that mental health is a it's a weakness in like the working class northeast," when it's clearly not. This is just a, an old-fashioned way that we do our stuff up here in the northeast, I guess, which I guess needs to change. But yeah, I became sort of became a recluse, and then people were thinking, "Oh, he's on this YouTube thing now. He's got Bertie Big bollocks, and he's forgotten all of his pals." That's what, and I, I know that for a fact because one of them told me that who I've sort of reconnected with over the past six months or so. So that's a, the weird paradox I found myself in over the last sort of five, six years. It's, like being a recluse in my personal life because, you know, I couldn't get out of bed and face the world. And then people thinking that about me, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a head F to get around F-U-C-K. I know we can't swear. <laughs> when, um, during that time, during that particular time, 
um, as, as you kind of fell more and more into into a recluse lifestyle. When somebody sends you a text saying, hey, Ross, we're all going out tonight. What what would be the immediate thing that would go through your head? Uh, I'm really fat. Um, I can't take the... Because, no, it's like up here. You're, you're a bit of a big lad. You get the piss taken out of you. It's just how it is, isn't it? And I wanted to tell them all so bad. Like, this is why. Like, I used to... We spoke about this on the, the Desert Island Grabs, didn't we? It was, it was comfort eating and emotional eating. And as my waistline was going like that, that's where, like... I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'll understand. They'll be going, ah, you fat bastard, get off your arse and go to the gym. Whereas it it might seem as simplistic as that, but it, it's not like, like there's some days I couldn't get out of bed to just like do things. Like I'll never forget it. It was uh, the 16, 17 season. I love my football, as most people know. And I had a season ticket with two pals. Um, and it was the season Newcastle were in the championship. And we got to the end of the season and it wound up that if Newcastle won this home game, it's in James's Park. I think it was against Barnsley. And then if Brighton didn't win their game or something, Newcastle would win the league, right? So Newcastle never, ever win anything. So they had a chance of winning the league. And that day, I couldn't get myself out of bed to go and watch my football team potentially lift a trophy because it was that thing of, like, I just can't, can't face the world. I can't do it. I just can't... It's a really difficult thing to explain because people will be watching this thinking, oh, fat lad, can't get out of bed, bone idle, lazy. But there's something inside your head that just stops you doing it. And it's it's an indescribable thing. And it's sort of like what I've been doing the past like sort of seven weeks is trying to get rid of this little thing in my head and sort of turn it around and change my behaviours and thought processes and stuff like that into something more positive and more productive. But yeah, that that that's the sort of trying to explain it. Like, yeah, that... that... Sorry, go on. I was going to say then. I was listening to you. <laughs> I thought you were breathing in to speak. Yeah, I was just, like, just breathing in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, oh, die. That, that's something that'll stick with me forever, just like knowing that Newcastle could have won a trophy. And I had the season tickets and my ticket was paid for. All I had to do was go to the stadium, put my card in the ticket machine and go to my seat. That's all I had to do. Maybe have a beer on the way. And I couldn't bring myself to do it because there's something in there that's sort of like, because this was sort of like three, four years into it into my what I now know as the depression because I had no idea but you, you think don't you but you don't register what it actually is and that's that was the sort of like uh, that's where it was at its worst it's um, I, I compare that sort of feeling to like the, the deer in the headlights hmm. and it's that idea that you, your body is filled with all the <clears throat> all the adrenaline to fight or flight and it just stops because it doesn't know what to do, and and that is the that's the thing I would connect that to is that feeling of I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to stay exactly where I am, and 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 hope that the threat which I'm envisioning just passes. And that's there is a, and the idea and the threat in this case is going to watch your team lift a cup. Yeah, but that's the threat that your brain is telling you, and that's when and it isn't talked about, and it, there is. Um, it's it's when you reach a point where you go, is it a bad day or is it a bad week or is it a bad month? And when it becomes a bad month, you go, yeah, this is something that... Do you remember the first time that you thought, I think this might be depression? Uh, um, I, don't, I don't think I ever did until... A fair few years into it, this was just sort of like it became. It just became me. 
it, it, I don't know if it's just my brain, but my brain never registered. Oh, you've, you've probably got some sort of mental health issue here that you need to go and try and sort out here, Ross. This is just who you are now. You're just a guy who, like, I got this flat in Newcastle and I just sit in it and then I'll get a, a, a pizza at night time and then that'll be me day, apart from work, obviously. But, like, I don't think... Uh, it's hard. It's a hard question, that. I honestly don't know. Yeah, sometimes I, sometimes no. people think there's like a there's a trigger moment that occurs where you go, maybe this isn't, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember when that was. It's obviously, since I've like registered over the past few years that yeah, there there, there probably is something wrong here. Um, didn't do anything about it. Just sort of you know that old British mentality of nothing will stop us. We'll, we'll stiff up my lip. We'll get through it. Um, but yeah, I honestly, I don't know the answer to that question. I know. Um... Meeting Kayla was a big part of you sort of coming out of that time, you, which you said in when we got together for the interview last year. How did you, did you open up to her at first about how you were feeling? No. Um, it was more because she lives down in Ipswich and I live in Newcastle. Like she's from Ipswich and I'm from up here. So we sort of, she slid into my DMs originally, not the other way around, just to get out there, just to give myself some man points. <laughs> <laughs> so we sort of got chatting for a while and then it sort of came to the point where she was going to come and stay at mine for a bit and then that was when it was like, she's going to see what I'm really like here. Not that I'd sort of painted a picture that I'm somebody else to begin with. Like I was very, I'm always very self-deprecating and like I've, I'm well aware of me, me flaws and stuff like that. I'm, you know, grounded, I should is that the right word? Maybe I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of people say it's grounding, but what it is is it's wearing those imperfections like armor. Because if you're using them as armor, nobody can hurt you. Because mm. by there, you kind of by owning them, you're going. Well, you can't really take the mick out of me for this because I already know, and I'm going to talk about it. And it's actually more damaging than letting people just talk about it because you remind yourself every day of your imperfections, like. And there's no reason to other than just this fear of being attacked. That's where it comes from. So you had that coming with Kayla coming to see you. You had the idea of she's now going to see how I am. And the the way that you said that then, it wasn't in a positive way. No. Um, yeah, it's, it's just this. This is what I mean. It's just to, to just touch on the stuff I've been doing when I've been away. Uh, neuro-linguistic programming. I don't want to go into specific, uh, specifics of what I've done just because, like, in terms of, like, looking for something to do about my mental health and also weight loss as well, I find myself watching a lot of YouTube clips of people going, here's what I did, here's what the answers are. If you do this, you're guaranteed to have success. And you watch so many of them and you try them yourself and then you don't get success and that puts you in an even worse position than you were in at the start. So all I'll say is, just in case some people are relating to what I'm saying here, is NLP is what I did. And just look into that and it might work work out for you as well. And shout out to Jen, by the way, because after I put that tweet out, she was like, you might want to give this a go. Because she, I think she put on Instagram the other week, um, her a little bit of a snippet of a bit of her therapy session with her. I think it's a friend, actually, um, who's a therapist as well so yeah look into that if uh you're relating here but what was the question tom sorry <laughs> it was um <laughs> so we're talking about we're talking about um kayla coming to see you for the first time and you saying oh now she's going to see how i really am like it's almost well, like she was about to 
like almost like walk in and see you as a lizard when really you you're just Ross and she knows you're Ross but yeah. in your head you're like it's all the 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 the, the veneer's about to, you know the walls about to come down here and it's all going to be unveiled well it's just that sort of like the years prior because we saw we, she was coming to mind for the first time in May last year so this was a, a fair few years into sort of like becoming a recluse and sort of like people not bothering with me anymore and you start thinking oh why is like why is this happening to everybody that's sort of in my life and not just like one or two people this is sort of like and you're thinking oh it must be because of how I am um and obviously like meeting people through this as well I I think about it all the time like they haven't seen the real me like in social situations like we used to go on the on WCPW tours and that and all the wrestlers and the YouTube people are just sitting there around the table having beers and stuff, and I'm just sat there in the corner like, oh, and they must be thinking, and I'm always thinking in my mind, people must be thinking this about me. And and I can guarantee they're not, but there's just this thing in my mind that always imagines people are thinking the worst about me, and it's something I, I kind of get rid of. Um, and I know it probably sounds silly, but it's just something that's in my mind, and I, I, I don't know how to... Well, I've sort of, in, during the NLP, it's something I've touched on and it's all about trying to change your behaviors and stuff like that and looking at successful people and trying to mimic their sort of patterns in life and stuff like that and um but yeah it's just that sort of being downtrodden year on year on year for a long while thinking oh i'm just a a piece of s-h-i-t here and she's gonna she's gonna see that in the flesh and then that'll be it she'll be gone and i'll never see her again but thankfully credit to her (laughs) she's stuck by for a while now um yeah Maybe, maybe maybe you're not as maybe maybe you're not as horrifying as your part of your brain may tell you you are. Yeah, maybe. Um, what is it that when you you talk about being at these WCPW uh, post shows and drinks and stuff, and you're sat quietly and because you don't want to, like you're you're so conscious about yourself. What is it that you're concerned that people will think if they see quote unquote the real Ross? I've got no idea, but I've you just no know idea. that you don't want them to see it for whatever that, whatever know, it is. Know that I'm always because the real me is me sat here speaking to you now. It's like I'm not I'm not the loud twat who's on the YouTube videos shouting each and every direction. I'm really subdued and sh- I'm all, I've always been shy and I've always just been a guy to sort of let me guard down once I get to know somebody. And I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know what it is inside my head that's always thinking. Oh, what must they be thinking about me as I sit here in the corner, like just like you know, not really, sort of like contributing when I'm spoken to, but not really like you know, because I know you're you're probably the opposite in every way, because you're always like the the hub of anything that's going on within a group, and like you're the the lifebeat of a social situation. I'm guessing. Um, again, again, again. I think that's a that's a perception that I've had, and there's a lot you of times you are in the I office, do... though. Like, if anyone's making conversation in the office, it's always like it's it's what it's you more often but, than not. And... Yeah, but I'm uh, I'm like any other person where I'm I'm layered like that in the sense that I will have those days where I'm quite happy to to have normally if I've had a drink, um, to hold court <laughs> and and lead the conversation. But I'll like I'll be honest, starting starting at your place is the the most intimidated i think i've ever felt working in anywhere because i come i was you know i was coming into a place to work with people who i had watched and admired for years online 
and suddenly I was coming in to be one of you guys. And that's the most intimidated I ever felt. And it's funny how your brain does, like how your brain reacts in certain ways when you're you're mentally backed into a corner. Sometimes like yourself, as you were saying, to bring it back to you, is that you go quiet and you go back in on yourself because you're worried about like there's a there's this 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 monster on the other side of the door. You haven't seen it. But it's banging on the door and mm. you're desperately trying to keep it because not even you know what it looks like, but yeah. it's there and you don't want it to get out. And that's where yeah. we're at with it. Um, when did you when when did you finally open up to Kayla about how you were feeling? Lockdown, I think. I think I mentioned it in passing a few times because she would often stay at mine for like a whole week and stuff like that. And obviously you can't. You can't hide stuff for an entire week sometimes. Sometimes it just happens. But there was a few occasions during lockdown where she saw me not being able to get out of bed for work. Like people might have noticed there was a couple, only a couple of occasions during lockdown this year where a WTF moments video might not have gone live. And there was no other reason to that than this thing, this mental block of like having to face the day and do stuff and whatever this thing is, it's that just keeping me in bed and like, all these thoughts running through my head and stuff. That was the only reason. And obviously it was quite a blessing because she was out of work at the time. She's back in work now, thankfully. But um, she came to mine the weekend before lockdown was announced. So lockdown actually wasn't that bad for me <laughs> in the respect that she came and lived at mine for like a full six months. It ended up being, which is like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have had that time together for such a prolonged period if lockdown wasn't a thing. Um, so yeah, I guess she just saw it happening rather than me opening up to her. Did she confront you about it? She's always supportive because mm. she has, as everybody does, she has the stuff that she goes through and we sort of will bounce off each other and help each other and give each other reassurance and stuff like that. But When I say confront, I mean that was that's too aggressive a term. What I mean is like, did she... Um, address it. address it so when did yeah. she it was because i can imagine if you weren't talking about it but you were having days where you were in bed for a long time and kayla's uh at the, at the home there is a bit of an elephant in the room and i'm mm. curious as to whether kayla just went are you okay of course she did and mm. uh did i open up as much as i am now maybe but not quite as much i don't think but it's just sort of a gradual thing it's sort of the thing you just see happening in front of your face and then you try and deal it, deal with it once it's happening. I think, I think that's the way it sort of worked. And yeah, she's a. I don't know where I'd be without her. <laughs> I don't know if you've got that with your your good lady, but uh, we do all right. Yeah, um, no, it's it's, no, it's especially during there'll lockdown. Be, no, there'll be there'll be people watching this, Tom, who are like in their teenage years and not realising it yet. Because no doubt I would have been thinking that if I was, you know, 14, 15, something like that, watching some guy like me say this like that. But you, I'm twenty eight now. Mm. And you'll realise that when you find it, it's a, it's 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 nice. It's a nice thing to have. If you can, if you can make something work during a time like this, where you're in each other's company and in each other's pockets for so long, then everything else is a breeze. Everything else is a breeze. I don't know whether the same with you and Kayla, like with me and Alex. We we find ourselves sometimes playing mood tennis as we've called it, where <laughs> Alex will have a day where it just gets a bit heavy on her and she gets upset. And I'll be there to to lift and carry on. And then maybe a couple of days after I'll start to drop, she'll lift me up. And then maybe a week later, it'll, the site it bounces around like that in different orders and different forms. But you know, I I couldn't have got through this without her here. 
I know that for a, for a fact. I know difficult. I know sometimes we don't say that enough to our significant others, but yeah. genuinely, if she wasn't here, I don't know what I'd have done. And then, and as you say, Kayla's the same. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's yeah. Mood tennis is a very appropriate term to use. I think. That's like, is that nice something? Does that does that does that resonate with? with oh you yeah, guys? that's that's what you've just said. There is exactly how me and her are. And it's not a bad thing. It's just sometimes that's just how it goes. That's just how life, it works. Isn't it? It's just life, isn't it? It's life. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, you've had you, you've missed a couple of days of, of WTF, and you've stayed you've stayed in bed, and you've and you've had pockets of days off. What was the moment where you finally decided, you know what, I've I've got to come off the wheel? Was there a moment where you where it sort of clicked? There was those two pay per views that were back to back. At the end of the what was it? Was it SummerSlam and Payback? Was it? Yes, that was it. Or was it, it was, Payback? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like there was Summer, a week. They were a week apart, weren't they? Yeah. Um. And I worked those like obviously when we do the live reactions, we sit there and watch it live as we have to. Um. But with with Adam doing his live streams, I've been able to sort of not sit up through the night and watch it live and just do it the next day. But for some reason, I decided right, I'm going to just go and watch these live, and. This is probably just an issue for me. It's just sleeping is a big issue for me because I, when I get in bed at night, it's just like that's, whoa, we're going 100 miles an hour and I struggle to switch off. Um, so messing up the sleeping pattern and then what followed for consecutive weeks because it takes me so many days to sort of write myself and get myself back into a routine of getting into bed at a certain time and getting up in the morning, as much of a struggle that is anyway. And then... It came to one morning where it was just like, I kind of, I can't, I've been up all night again and I can't bring myself to go in and do this, like just sort of like struggle my way through another video and maybe the video not be as good as it could have been. And I was just thinking that that's when I was just sat back and I was thinking, right, I'm just not happy with the way work is. Um, and that might have been a bit self-inflicted because I didn't have to stay up for those two shows, but I did. But that got me to the sort of messing up of the sleeping pattern was one issue. And that got me to thinking about several other issues. And I was thinking, and then that got me in turn thinking about more issues outside of work. And that's when I was like, right, this has got to, this has got to change now. Because I've, I've never approached any sort of like help ever. And I was like, well, we might as well give it a go and see if it works. I think that was the most, just doing those two shows back to back at work through the night and then not sleeping for a while. And then having that day where I couldn't get out of bed again, and then sitting back and thinking, right, there's stuff I don't, I'm not happy with here, which shouldn't be the case when I'm a shareholder here. Like you, I left one job where I just wasn't happy at all, and then it shouldn't be a case of coming here where it's literally never going to get any, any better for me than it is here at the minute. After Cultaholic finishes, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to be working for somebody else, there's no doubt about it. So my, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, if this is going to be make hay while the sun shines, I think it is the same, which might relate to this, it might not. But yeah, it was that sort of, there's issues here, there's issues there, there's issues there, we need to do something about it. So, you, so it was issues within the company that you realised, actually, and it just snowballs from there. Yeah, that's when I was thinking, right, there's that in my professional life, there's that in, not, not personal, well, just with me as a person, let's let's go and let's take a little bit, because I, just, I just said to Adam initially, Adam, would you mind if I had one week off to sort of like go and sort myself out and I'll come back like right as rain, I was thinking I'll go for a walk every day. I'll sort my diet out again because my diet had gone down the toilet once again, as many people have during lockdown. That was another thing as well. This year has been like, because for well up until twenty eighteen, my waistline just went like that, and 
peak the scales at a solid 21 stone <laughs> just after Cultaholic started. Um, and now I've lost sort of three stone and it's sort of at the start of this year. Well, I lost the three stone and then at the start of this year, I lost another stone and a half. And then sort of during lockdown, laziness crept back in and put that stone back on. And that's it, that was another contributing factor. Um, it's all just coming out here, Tom. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> it's all good. It's all so good. It was, yeah, it was just a, a combination of many, many things and thinking, right, let's just sort them out one by one by one. So I got the... Yeah, so I said to Adam, I want to just take a week off and just sort myself out and then I'll come back, have a meeting with you, iron out any issues I've got, which they're not many, but it was just what I said at the start of the video. The the wet the frustrations with the website and sort of like the frustrations with doing this and then the website being a, a thing on the, the arse end of that. Just like, well, iron that out, which I did. Thankfully, Adam, I mean, like credit to him for giving me the time off to begin with for as long as I did because he was always saying like, no pressure to come back. Take as long as you need and there's not many bosses would afford you that sort of time and that sort of uh, leverage, I guess, is the... Well, not leverage, you know what I mean? Leniency. Mm. Um, and then when I came back, I think he had an idea of me going to say, oh, I'm, I'm done with WTF, I've had to just do it too many times. Um, but no, it wasn't that, it was just with the website and we got that ironed out and, yeah, I'm just... that. That's that's one portion of the the issue that's sorted now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST the work life so yeah i've rambled there for a, a long time good. <laughs> how, how did it how did it go then from that conversation with adam how did it go from i want to just take a week off to get my head straight to i'm going to take a hiatus it was literally him just saying take as long as you need and then me diving into sort of looking into nlp and just riding that out not riding that out doing that and then just sort of feeling ready because a lot of messages I've, I got from people who watched the channel was like, don't come back until you're ready. And in my mind, there was a, a real, after reading the responses I got to that initial tweet, there was a lot of guilt um, because I was taking time away from my job, my, you know, bread and butter and that. And people have told me that they've 
watching WTF and Straight to Hell and Tier List and all what, whatever I do here, it helps a lot with their days. Like when they watch us, they can just take their mind off the bollocks in their lives and just like concentrate on what we're we're doing. Us clowns here, what we're doing. Um, so that the guilt was always there through lockdown, thinking like you can't take too long away because like not that people depend on us, but like it was very clear that people use us as a a help in hand to get through their day. So that was always there to not take too long away. But then again, it was always like take the time that you need, and it. That was it. That was it, essentially, just from Adam saying that. That's basically it. And I just did. I looked at the NLP more. Um, and then eventually, I was just a bit sick of not working. Because um, I like working, especially here. It's a it's a dream job to have. Um, so, yeah, it just it got to the point where I was sick of not coming into work and doing something with me days, essentially. I think it's a bit of a, a it's a blessing and a curse to have a job that you love. And especially, like, at least in a lot of our situations now in the office, where work is at home. Like, this is this is the spare room in my home. And because I love what I do, if something is occurring, if there's an interview that's happening, I work, I could easily work around the clock mm-hmm. to do stuff. But then that's unhealthy, as as you have found as well, by, by devoting so much time to something, even if you love it, like, it's... It's unhealthy to have that time away. Um, you talked about guilt there as well. Um, how are you feeling on that now? Like you've you've been aware and you've had um, the NLP um, training. How are you feeling about that guilt of I need to do this now? Like I need to do this for other people. Is that guilt still there? This week it's gone away a fair amount because obviously I'm back and I'm doing it and people are saying oh thank you for coming not thank you for coming back like welcome back and it's nice to see you again and like I missed you when you were gone and stuff like that which is because obviously like in my own personal like YouTube trajectory we'll say I started off doing one video a week and that video would get half a million hits like 300,000 hits up there massive hits and I was yeah and as I've started doing more and more and more a week, naturally, and I've been to... Adam said the other day, he was like, when's it five years at WTF? And that... I had no record... Like, no... I, it still blows me away now that I've been doing this bollocks for five years. Um, <laughs> but that's sort of like going down and down and down in viewer numbers as they naturally would because you've been doing it for five years multiple times a week for at least four and a half of those years. Um it sort of makes you think that people don't actually people don't care especially when you're watching other people in the same job get a lot more hits than you're getting for one reason or another and i know that my my persona on character is very it's not everyone's cup of tea but then you're never going to be everyone's cup of tea are you but it's that sort of feeling that like nobody does give a toss but then going away i realize that everyone really does give a toss and we've got a We've got a fantastic community that watches us here at Cultaholic. I don't, don't, I think it's unrivaled in wrestling, to be honest with you. Um, the people who watch us and support Patreon and all that malarkey, like we're literally, we'll, we'll be buggered without you. Um, so the guilt wasn't there initially, but then there was the tweets I got. That's when it was. That's when it came, and then coming back, it sort of lessened itself again. I've gone rambling again. <laughs> You're good to ramble. You're good to ramble. <laughs> Um, just to just to jump back to it, that so you you've you've 
spoke to Adam. Adam said, take the time that you need. You put out the tweet that says, I'm stepping away for a while. And, and you're just flooded with response and replies. And, yeah. and, the, and the, the love is incredible. And, and you're feeling it. But more importantly, now is the time to step away. You've made your announcement. <clears throat> you've, you've parked it and you're away. What did you do with that first week? I won't go week by week by week because we'll be here all day. Um, but, the, um, but the first week you had away, what did you do differently? Uh, went down to Kayla's because um, she had gone back home. No. Yeah, I went down to Kayla's with her because I think this is when she had still been... The timeline's got messed up here. Yeah, I went down to Kayla's that first week um, with her and spent the week down there with her family, which is it's before all the... I wasn't breaking any rules before anyone has a go. This is before... This was the start of September. Um, just spent the week down there and just had a nice time. Just went out because went out and had nice meals and stuff. But then it was it sort of got to the point during that week where I was like, it, it's the diet. I, don't, I, don't, I ever realised how much diet plays a role in what goes on in here and how you're feeling. Cause it's, it, I guess it's like running a car. If you put, I don't know, if you put, gone off oil if gone off oil is an actual thing oil with lumps in if you put that in a car it's not going to run properly is it and it's the same with food so it was that first week I had a great time and I've had a great time getting to 21 stone back in 2018 I had a whale of a time just ate, eating what I wanted and not caring about the repercussions um, but it, then I realised like I need to you know get the diet back in order so the diet got back in order um, I use Huel it's called Nutritionally Complete Food I have that two times a day, just one scoop and a few frozen berries. Um, and then I have like a healthy sort of lean lean meat and greens at nighttime with a little bit of rice. Um, so getting that back on track was a massive part in getting my head right. And that's something I'm never going to, I think that's it for now, like in terms of bad foods, maybe once a week, but not as half as often as I was doing it. Because that it, it, it plays such a, I can't un, like, get across enough how much of a role that sort of plays in well just me personally what goes on in here so if i'm eating right i'm feeling better i'm getting the i'm thinking right i can go outside now i can go for my, my five i've started doing five mile walks as well just on the morning down the quayside and round and just every day just making sure i did it um getting the steps up there it's just it, it, these things that it's it's hard to explain because like you know when you're young and you think oh i'm, I'm never gonna die like, I'm never going to die. I'm just going to live forever. No matter what I do, no matter how much alcohol I put in my system or what food I put in. And then you, you get the sort of past where I did, sort of 24, 25, and you realise, ah, that's probably not the case, is it really? If I keep doing this, I'm going to run into issues later on in life. Um, so, yeah, the, nutrition and walking. And, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've rambled again, Tom. It's gone no, every it's, single direction. I feel like Ka- I feel like Kanye West on that Joe Rogan podcast the other day. He's erratic as I am. <laughs> he, he really is. Um, so you're doing five mile walks every day. Well, was this first thing in the morning? Was this uh, late in the day? Was when were you when were you walking? It started off that I had to go out first thing in the morning just so not many people saw me because <laughs> I've mm. still got that. I used to cycle to work here at, uh, at Cultaholic, and the, the journey for me to work is just right along Newcastle Quayside. Um, and I, I would initially, because I was 21 stone when I first started biking, have to come to work at 6am and then I wouldn't leave until after 9 because I didn't want anybody to see me. It's that thing of like, 
That thing in my head where it's like, oh, people will see a fat lad struggling to get up a hill on his bicycle and go, ha ha, look at him, serves him right for not taking care of himself for a while. So it's that thing I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'll understand. It's that thing. I, I, I don't know, don't care how cringy that line is. It just really does relate to me on so many levels. Um, so again, I was I got a bit heavier um, at the start of September. So I was thinking, I, I, I just I want to go because I. I don't hold back when I go for my walks. I go for a good, you know, a good stride, a good power walk. Um, so I get a sweat on in that. And it's that thing again of like, um, fat lad sweating when he's walking, ha ha. And it's something I can't get rid of, Tom. As much as I've, I just, you, you, probably everyone's sitting there going, I'll oh, just forget about it, who cares? It's something I can't get rid of. So it was always very, very early in the morning. And it was a, a lovely time to do it. What a lovely place Newcastle is first thing in the morning. It's beautiful. I started doing a similar thing at about half past four, um, walking. But I'm surprised we haven't bumped into each other because I walk <laughs> along like, the one side of the quayside and uh, it's just, <clears throat> and, I'll, and I'll listen to podcasts. I'll do anything other than look at wrestling stuff for just the first hour of the day because that's kind of my anchor. And then same yeah. with you then. It's like an anchor to your day. That <clears throat> Once you've done that, everything else you can go from there. Yeah. Um, are you still in that place where in terms of at least with the walking, you don't want the world to see you. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't happen first thing in the morning for me now, it's always, you know, the, the, <clears throat> the clocks The clocks changing recently was a blessing because it's now dark <clears throat> earlier, which means I can go out earlier and walk a bit longer maybe. Um, yeah, I, I, it's until I get a certain weight, it's always just going to be there, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's just always going to be there. I think. Do you think? Um, do you think that the the, uh, the linguistic therapy will help in some way? The more you do it. Yeah, because it's all about changing the thought process and sort of behaviours and stuff like that, and changing that voice that's inside your head and making it think other things to produce different results. Um, so hope it's it sort of has a little bit because I'm I'm out every day now, um, which never used to be the case. So that thing of like. I haven't had that day yet where I'm like I'm stuck in bed and I can't get out and there's nothing that's going to change that. I haven't had that for a while now, so that's a that's a positive. When you when was the moment when you decided that you were ready to come back? Um, I don't know because the, the the days when I was away, it would literally go the walk in the morning and then I would come back and then I would just like I would just go out go out somewhere just whether that be like sort of a park or something like that and then i would get some food and then i would sit through the afternoon and maybe like look into the therapy side a bit more and then it would come to night time and then i would just i would do something and it was just being fed up of that because <laughs> i live uh kayla's gone back home now to, to work so i'm on my own now uh in my flat in my little one bedroom flat um uh in cab because you were speaking about working from home uh, home earlier Cabin fever when you're in a little one. I'm guessing you've got a luxurious, massive two bedroom. <laughs> um, but I'm in a little one bedroom flat where the kitchen and the lounge are in the same space. I think it's like it's nine paces from the back of the kitchen to the front of the living space. <laughs> um, and then you've got your bedroom where my desk was, and the cabin fever of that that was that that was a, a big thing to get over as well because I was just sick, sick of seeing the same eight walls in the two rooms every single day. Um, so the commute to work back and forward, that's another thing that helped as well. But it was it was getting to that stage again where I was just sick of sick of me flat, basically. So I had to come back to work. And again, I was still, all the time I was off, and I kind of thank people enough if I didn't reply. Cause I, 
there's a lot of people I didn't reply. I've read every single message I got, but I didn't reply to them all because I didn't just want to go, oh, cheers, pal. Because I think that's a given. People, I hope people understand that I really do appreciate every single message I got. Um, I want to sit down and do a proper response, but I'm not even joking. The it, it's it's got to be in four figures, the amount of messages I got through Twitter or Instagram or my own work email. Some people um, contacted me through. So yeah, I think you can consider this your response. Yeah, this can be your response. I think. Yeah. Um. When um, in in, in fact. With when you came back to work and you put out the first, you you did your first video back uh, Monday, just gone. It was uh, WTF and Helena. Pull, pull the curtain back, Tom. I actually did my first video back last Friday afternoon. So the Friday before Helena Cell, I was thinking, let's because me presenting. I think people realise this just watching this is a lot different to me sat here having a conversation with you. So I was thinking, I need to get those cogs going again. I did a tier video with Jen, which because Sam was off this week, Sam edits the uh, the tier list videos, so that'll be out a week on Sunday, I think. I don't know when this is. When's this going out, Tom? Uh, this is going out on Monday, so, so should be out next well, this coming Sunday. That tier list video, so I'm thinking I'll get back in and do that nice easy one on AEW themes. There's no research need to be done on that. It's just off the cuff. It's just let's get back into presenter mode a bit. Um, so that yeah, I was back to work last Friday officially. So unofficially. How- how was that first day stepping back into work? Hard. Because um, when you're away, because obviously I'm on my own in my little flat and I'm not really... I, Kayla FaceTime, we FaceTime numerous times every day um, when she's not at work. Um, but you're, you're largely, you're not speaking to people. So it's it's getting these muscles going again and getting that bit inside of your brain that thinks, right, you've got to be entertaining now. You can't just be subdued and just sitting there and... Uh, this that and you're just making you plod your way through your day. I just had to get all those things going again, which is because to some people it's natural, but to me it's not. It's not at all in the slightest. It's something I've had to really because people go back and watch the first um, WTF video back in. I think it went live on February the ninth, twenty sixteen. If people go back and watch that, people will sort of see what I'm talking about now. In that it, I need to wake things up in here to get going to present a video. I mean, yeah, and you've um, <clears throat> you've come back to a very different office as well to nobody um, here beforehand. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like when you know, to you would have normally in a normal circumstance when 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 we weren't in this hellscape of a year, you'd have walked back into the office and you'd have had Aiden next to you, you'd have had uh, uh, Tubbs in the corner, uh, you'd have had Jack, and then you'd have had me, and then you'd have had the triple jump lads behind. So it would have yeah. been a full office, but obviously we're scattered all over the place now and uh so a very limited office was and uh did that help or did that hinder you coming back bit of both i think because obviously when you're on your own that's no good is it because that's when your mind starts to wander and stuff like that but then again and i don't know if it's just me but like not having anybody like oh how are you and stuff like that like obviously it's very nice but like sometimes and this might just be me being a, a, a grumpy arsehole. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't be bothered. Sometimes you just want to like just get in and just sit down and crack on with your work. And that that, that sounds as I listen to myself saying that that sounds terrible. <laughs> no, I, I had an idea a while ago to um, I wanted to bring out a t-shirt uh, or a shirt that said on the front, "The holiday was lovely." Uh, I, I'm don't. I'm not glad to be back. Ha ha. And you wear it when you come back off holiday and you go yeah. to work because everybody go how was you? And you have the same conversation. So I guess this part of it is like 
it's it's not a holiday, admittedly, that you've had. It's something much grander, but it's that whole thing of everybody wanting to ask you the same 400 questions. So at least it kind of alleviates that pressure. I mean, the, con- the concern's very much appreciated, like, yeah. honestly. But it's, but it's just still the, annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's a, just the repetitive nature of like, oh, yeah, this is what I did and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Um, have you put anything in place for yourself now that you are back in the office? What do you mean? In terms of things that can that can prevent that burnout from coming again, is there anything in place for you that, that will assist that? I guess taking the the new stuff off of you for the websites I've taken off you will will help that immensely. Well, that's a massive that's a massive frustration off my shoulder straight away is knowing that like. Well, until we find a replacement, I guess it is still my responsibility. But like knowing that going forward, there's going to be somebody in there. Hopefully, if pe- somebody's watching, and you've got a, a, I don't know, maybe a background in journalism or you're a good writer, uh, you want to be the editor of Cultaholic.com and what's published on there and stuff. And if that sounds like something you want to do, send me an email, Ross.Tweddle at Cultaholic.com. But having that big weight off is a, a massive difference maker because. I don't like being part of stuff that's a failure. Um, I've always hated that, no matter what it is. If, if I think something's going to be a failure, um, I lose faith and I don't try. That's just the way I am. Just Because, what, like, what's the point? It's all or um, nothing. It's all, it is all or nothing. Um, so that coming back's a big weight off. Um, initially, until we're back doing live reactions, I won't be working through the night. Uh, yes, there might be the odd straight to hell that I need to do sort of into the night but not you know you know we come in at well the last pay-per-view hell in a cell the pit of the kickoff show was at 10 p.m wasn't it and then we just come in here and then sit and then on a normal pay-per-view and the clocks are all right i guess we're still in well i'm still in here at like 7 a.m finishing off the video doing all the pictures send it off to an editor and stuff like that so that's that's not going to be something i have to deal with for a long time it looks like unfortunately um meal prep it's something I haven't ever been big on, but now it is something I am big on. Um, so stuff is cooked Sunday night, Wednesday night, without fail now. Um, yeah, I guess that that's it in terms of like provisions. And then because over the years, like watching my consumption of wrestling outside of work has gone down a hundredfold because it's that thing of like you you do get burned out as silly as it might sound to people who love wrestling as we all do here at Cultaholic. It's our bloody lives for goodness sake, our livelihoods. But when you come to work and you're watching wrestling and analysing wrestling, then you go home and you're watching wrestling and you can't not analyse wrestling because that's what you've been doing for eight hours earlier. I guess that might just be me, but I'm like a Pavlovian dog. Um, <laughs> it does it does burn you down. It does it just it wears you down. Um, and it's such a that's 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 the main, as we said on Desert Island Graps last year. That's the that's the only real drawback of this job is the something you use for enjoyment. Once upon a time, you you can't enjoy anymore by mm. by and large. So yeah, just take yeah yeah. Did you enjoy coming back and doing WTF on Monday though? Yeah. Oh yeah, because after as much as like you know I played down the the shoutiness and whatnot of it all. It it was nice to come back and you know. What's the word I'm looking for here, Tom? Cathartic. It was yeah, like a cathartic. Yeah, like a. It was a release. Yeah, that was it, a release. Um, and yeah, just knowing that, like, hope because I was that I've not been nervous for a WTF going live since the very first one. <laughs> um, 
But I was really nervous for this one going live because I was thinking, oh, there might be more people watching than there might have been beforehand because like, oh, he's coming back. Let's let's test him out again and see what he's about. So I was thinking, oh, there might be more people than the core who watch it, like having their say and stuff like that. And Adam had the idea of putting it on the premiere thing on YouTube, which was more pressure because now I'm watching the live chat as it's happening um, and getting that instant feedback. And thankfully there was... The only negative comment I saw was about my haircut, and I, I can live with that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh, sorry, that's another thing I didn't touch on earlier. A moment where I realised I need to do something is I sat here last year and said to you that um, commenters, trolls, whatever you can say, whatever you want, it'll not get to me. But this year it did, and that's where I thought that hasn't happened before in the five years. Um, someone... I don't know who it was, but I had it saved on my phone for a while, but I got rid of it. Uh, it was like, oh, he's, he's, oh, look at Ross. He's put on a bit of weight. He's looking tired, this, that, and the other. And I, he had a Okada as his profile picture on YouTube. Um, so I was thinking, oh, it must be all right for some. Send me a picture of yourself and we'll we'll pick apart your appearance and what your flaws or whatever. We all can't hide behind someone beautiful like Okada. And I don't think I've ever replied to someone having a go at the way I look. Because I know, I'm, I'm, you don't need to tell me. I know what I know what the issues are here. <laughs> I'm no Mona Lisa myself. Um, but you wear it like armor. Yet the moment, like like somebody comes at you with it, and it still hurts. Even when you do constantly um, own it, it still hurts when it when it comes. Oh, at you. absolutely! It's it. That's that was a lot. It's 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 the large reason I became a recluse. It's just the way I look and having mm. to deal with people having their say. And then not being able to deal with it. But in terms of YouTube, I've always subscribed to the theory like I don't know who you are, so I don't like. It was, I think CM Punk tweeted it last week, didn't he? He's like, don't, uh, don't ask for the, or don't value the opinion of somebody you wouldn't ask for it from, ask yeah. for it for. Along those lines, I always tried to subscribe to that. But that was the one moment during lockdown where I bit, and I responded to this guy because I get it every single day of my life, every single day, and it. It's, it's it is what it is. It's, I guess you could come to expect it when you're you're in this line of work. But you, um, but even so, like I'm I'm horrendously guilty, especially during lockdown of of biting. There's um there's at least one person I think of who is there in every video I put out. In every video, you're not funny. Get rid of this guy. He's you know he's the, the worst. The worst decision Cold Holic made was bringing you in. Not every time, and he'll watch. And I'll know. I'm saying he might be a they. They'll watch the video all the way to the end because they'll comment on something I'll say in like the last minute or something. They'll watch it. It just for me, I can't get beyond that idea that you you hide behind. It's a fuzzy bear avatar. You hide behind it, and all you do is attack. And I I I have to put things in place to stop me looking. I've got extensions on YouTube that show me pictures of cats instead of comments. I've <laughs> I've deleted the YouTube app from my phone because I find that I will almost subconsciously, like unconsciously doom scroll to the comments. And all I'm there is looking for is disappointment. I'm looking for people who are going to come at me. And it's a, it's such a hard habit to break. And it's it sucks that it's a case for, for yourself as well in the case that we are unable to educate people to not be assholes. Instead, we have to educate ourselves to not look at them being an arsehole. And for as long as I live, that will always feel like the wrong way round. Mm. It will always feel like the wrong way around. But I can encourage you to get the cat extension for Google because that helps me 
that helps <laughs> that helps me immensely in those days where I go, <clears throat> I shouldn't be looking, I am not gonna look. And it's funny how every time we've sat down and talked about stuff like this, it's that that comes up. Um, do you feel like now you've had time away, you're in a better place to to combat stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. I just think it was all of the above, just plain gnawing away at you. And yeah, because I've never really, obviously I hide, sometimes you have to hide a comment because it's terrible and, you know, it, it just shouldn't be on there. Um, but mo- every, like, past five years it's it's not really stuff like that has never i've never risen to it because that, that's what they're looking for isn't it at the end of the day they're looking to get a response out of you so they could go to their imaginary friend at home oh i got a response from ross haha <laughs> got him her huh? never risen to it but it was that was to go back to that question earlier that was the the maybe maybe it was the moment where i realized right you've got to that that's never happened before that ross you've never sat down and typed a, a response like that to somebody before sometimes i give people sass in the comments, but it's never—it's always about something else. It's never about the way I look or anything like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, that maybe that was the moment where I, I realised I need, maybe need to do something about it. So yeah, you're all bastards in the comment section. That's what was there. That's not—that's not true because I—I I still use mine as some sort of like um, feedback in case because I—I try to come up with like you know little bits and stuff like that and little like graphics and little jingles and that. And if people don't like them. They'll let you know in the comments, and that's a good way to to stop doing something that isn't working. Um, but I that that one co- I don't I wish I had it on the phone so I could name and shame so people could go and attack. Nah, don't so. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that was it. Yeah. Are you excited for things going forward now? Yes, um, we're going to be doing things on Cultaholic that we've never done before, or at What Culture when we were there, um, and hopefully I'll be I'll be the one doing them because I'm now just sort of. Well, when we get the, the the new editor of the site, and I will just be like full time YouTube, so that blank canvas sort of thing. Let's just let's just try different ideas and see how they work. Like I'm doing, I'm going to start a thing today, um, which is just something I messaged Adam this morning. Like, oh, can I do this? Do you think this will work? And he was like, Yeah, give it a go. Why not? We'll see how it goes down. So it's it's uh, hopefully going to breathe new life into the channel um, because we have largely just been doing the same stuff now. I mean, I think maybe the there's a couple of series that we've started new this year, but by and large, we've been doing the same thing for a, a solid year now in terms of all the established series and whatnot, and the guys presenting them. And so, hopefully, it'll breathe new life into the channel and maybe open open new doors and stuff like that. So that, that's yeah, I'm excited to to see how they they go down. I guess there's a great freedom to where we work, and and I'm really proud to be a part of that in the sense that it's a place that is willing to to try new stuff to to give people the the, the freedom to do whatever and to, to make stuff and then you know and, and put it out there so it's it, the fact that you're there and you've got a project you can get your teeth into and you're excited about that's wonderful to hear it's wonderful mm. to hear mate you would have been no doubt uh, an amazing help to somebody watching this today there will be somebody who is watching this video who may be going through something similar that you've talked about today is there words that you can offer them as support and encouragement and maybe some guidance? In terms of guidance, the people who say, you know, open up to somebody, whoever that is, they're not lying. That's that's the crucial difference to me. Obviously, things did start to get better with Kayla when she came into my life because I had somebody there to speak to, to, you know, she would see what would happen and she would try and deal with it with me and, Having someone to bounce off that really that that's a massive difference maker. So if you're sat there 
Like I was for, for many years, just becoming more and more of a recluse and just like letting the issues get on top of you and stopping you, stopping living, stopping going out and socialising and stuff like that. Going, I know it's 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 difficult, but like go and speak to somebody because that's, that's been the, the crucial difference maker for me over the past seven weeks. Um, but yeah, that, that would be the biggest thing, I guess, Tom. I don't know what else to say, really. People deal... That's what I was on about with the NLP. It's if you've related to something I've said here, go and look into it and see if it might work for you. Because I'm not saying it will work for you, because it's different strokes for different folks, and everyone deals with things in different ways, and everything works in different ways for different people. So I'm not saying it will work for you, but I think it's uh, it's well worth to be something that you consider. Um, yeah, that would be the the biggest thing is opening up to somebody because I didn't for ages, and then it's sort of yeah. <laughs> when we um when we started this interview one of the things you said was you were it's it stayed with you that you were unhappy about the way that you dealt with the mental health question on desert island grabs do you feel happy that you've dealt with it now we've gone deep haven't we tom we've gone very deep my friend <laughs> but are you I, I think, are you happy yes i'm very i am I'm, I'm, I'm all out there now i think i think that's that's it now yeah i've spoken about where it sort of stemmed because that's the thing with a lot of people, like they always say, like you don't really know when uh, or where things started, um, and that was a big thing for me, just sort of pinpoint, not pinpointing, but sort of realizing where things started uh, for me. Um, so yeah, it's all out there now. It's uh, this is what I should have done last year. Um, I think the terms past centered is what my sort of realm of sort of the, the the depression side of things was so yeah if it's something that stemmed from something that's happened in your life i guess yeah yeah i don't know i'm just saying i'm just rambling again Tom. <laughs> <laughs> are we future censored now then future centered is that what what that will be now i don't know it, it, it that's this is like the origin of where it all starts like you've got mm. like mine's considered past centered because i can just like before me grand died i was a different person to after and then my uncle and then me two pals and I just kept going down from there. So it's sort of, they're all centered around a past event that I've not been able to, to fully get over and have dealt with in a really unhealthy way. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's where I'm coming from in all of this. And it might be different things for different people, but that's what I mean. You got to explore, explore different things. What I've done might not necessarily work for you. That's, that's just the, the main thing to take away from this. It's like, don't put everything on what I've said today. Put a little bit on it and have a look at what I've done and then see if it'll work for you. And then if it's not going to work for you, there's a million other things to go and try. That's it, basically. For opening up so much, um, for more than you've probably ever opened up and giving, oh, us, and giving us the ultimate WTF moment in doing so. <laughs> um, thank you very much for, for taking time to chat today, Ross. No, thank you, Tom. It was... Uh... No, I appreciated your messages, especially going when I was away, because you messaged me more than anybody at work, and I, I really did appreciate that. Um, it was nice to oh. feel like, you know, you were coming from a genuine place of, like, friendship and stuff, and I might always give that impression away in here, just the way I am, being very reserved and whatnot, but I, I really do appreciate you. <laughs> it seems Bless weird you, to mate. say, but I thank you for, because this was your idea to sort of come and do this. I, I had the idea of wanting to do it stemming from that Desert Island Graps, but I'm glad you came to me before I came to you. Well, I was I was I was mulling with mulling it over, and I thought, is it is it overstepping a mark? And it's like, do you know what? Sometimes 
if I and the thing is what what I love about our our friendship is that if you you know we've we've worked on stuff together and and if something's crap you'll say no that's crap and and I respect that like I'll I'll throw ideas at you before you've gone that's good and you've gone that's crap so I thought if at least if I come to you and you don't want to do it you'll say no at least then I've asked the question it's that thing of being all or nothing. If I'm just not investing in something, don't think it... Because I like to think I've got a good grasp on what works and what doesn't after doing this for five years. And if it's not going to work, I'm just not going to not going to entertain the idea. And it might... I do, I do try and sugarcoat things. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I, I, I do become quite wary, like especially when working with Richard as well, because Richard, bless him, he's edited me. Everything I've done, basically, non, apart from tier lists, that's Sam's job. Um, but he's basically edited me non-stop for the past going on four years. And he's had to deal with me putting together the, remember the intros I used to do for WTF and stuff. Me going, no, not that way, this way. No, not that way, I want it this way. No, not quite, Richard. That's almost right, but not quite right. I want it this way. So God, oh God. I, he doesn't get I, enough love, does he? Does no, he, he doesn't. He's, ab- he's fantastic in his job. How he does it in t- like quality and speed at the same time is unbelievable. He's a, what a man Richard Tubman is. <laughs> Rich, Rich, you can leave this in. <laughs> Is he editing this? I assume so. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 